Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. It's your boy, Dave Neal. How's everybody doing today? Is everyone doing all right? Hanging in there? Uh, this episode comes out on Labor Day. This is the Sunday before Labor Day. Uh, in case you guys are wondering, Dave, why are you working on Labor Day? I'm not. I don't have a job. This is what I do. So, and by the way, when I record these intros, my voice always sounds so much nicer. Man. My other microphones don't sound as good. I should just use this one. Um, what is Labor Day? What does it mean? I don't know. I know it's something has to do with work, right? For all the people that work, today you don't work. Is that what it is? Ay, ay, ay. And you can't wear white anymore? What the fuck's happening with that? I'll tell you what. If today's the last day you get to wear white, I got to go outside and look at some chicks in white pants. Because there is something about the color white. Right? What is it? What is it with girls in white pants? Can someone give me the answer to that? Is that creepy? Because black pants, you can't really you can't really see. Black pants cover up by white. I've been heartbroken by white pants before. Okay, moving on. This episode is sponsored by OxyClean. <laughs> if anyone needs to brighten your whites, um, use OxyClean. I've got my um, inspirational mug out. You know it's going to be a good day when I'm drinking coffee out of my inspirational mug. It says... Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. What I like to do is drink coffee out of this mug and then get real high on caffeine and then browse Facebook and see what other people are doing with their lives. Life is about creating yourself and judging all your friends who have too many children at the age of 27. I'm looking at you, Rebecca. I'm looking at you. Put them eggs away. Um, so this episode of the Sex Actually podcast, I chat with my boy Casey Moran. Casey is a stand-up comedian, one-time sports announcer, and um, now he has a podcast called um, Discussing Depression. Casey has um, he has depression. Although I, I tell you what, you, the thing with depression, and I'm not I'm no expert by any means. You can't even tell when we're talking about it that he's got depression because it's just one of those things that I think you know that comes and goes and medication and this and that and you know it's something that our society needs to have a bigger discussion about because it affects all of us we all have family members some 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 depressions genetic some situational i mean you, you know and it's and it's important to talk about because it's a chemical issue in the body and and it can affect your relationships your family and um and anyway so we have a real frank discussion about depression uh, real frank, as it were. So um, check that out and uh, and uh, check out his podcast. He just got it off the ground and it's um, picking up steam because people want to hear things. You know, like this is uh, the, the podcast. What I'm what I'm learning is it's just like this is like campfire convos. <laughs> That's not so good. Campfire convos where yeah, we just uh, you talk about shit that you wouldn't flesh out say on the radio or even with friends. I'm talking to you strangers. I don't know who's listening. Every week I get a new message from somebody, and I appreciate it so much. This week I was talking to some people, um, uh, you know, a girl from Florida. She was, uh, we were talking on the old um, Sex Actually Pod Instagram. And uh, let me know that you're listening. Write in. Say hello. It means so much to know that who's out there and where you guys are listening. I really appreciate that. Yes, I'm talking to you. Uh, we had a great uh, review that was just written in um, from Megan Linnea. Am I pronouncing that right? Megan Linnea. She said, fun conversations with interesting people that sound like they're hanging out in your kitchen. Such a great listen. Hey, I am in my kitchen. I'm drinking my uh, coffee. So thanks for listening, everybody. And again, I'm, I'm a little redundant, but I have to let you guys know, I need these reviews. I appreciate them so much. They really help the podcast grow. We had our biggest week ever last week. Every week is getting bigger and bigger. We got a whole army listening. Um, here's how it helps me out. By leaving a good review, we get, we get higher up on the iTunes charts. By getting higher up in the iTunes charts, more random people that want to find the podcast find the podcast the more people that listen to the podcast the more go hey dave's a cool guy let's go out i'll take the old lady out tonight we'll go see him do a stand-up show then dave gets to do a stand-up show in front of a new audience bringing more money into the uh podcast and then it goes on and on you buy a merch shirt it says sex actually you get a bumper sticker then you're driving down the highway and you get stuck in traffic and the guy next to you you see, he's got a Sex Actually sticker. And you're like, hey, what do you th You listen to Sex Actually? He goes, yeah, you listen to? Oh, my gosh. Did you rate and review? Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah, I did. And then it's uh, fucking... And then I drive by and cut you off. And you're like, fuck this motherfucker. And then you see that it's me. You're like, this lesbian with his butch haircut. And then you see that it's me. And you're like, oh, it's just Dave. 
carry on, Dave. And then that's the circle of life. You guys happy with that? So how to write a review. You just go on the um, podcast app on your phone. You click search. Then you type in sex actually. And then when you hit the icon for sex actually, you see something that says review. Click on it. Read all the amazing reviews. And then write your own. Click write a review. Leave a nice five-star review. I'll read it on the podcast. I appreciate it so much in advance. I appreciate it so much. If you want to write to us uh, longer than or in, in private, we won't say your name, but if you have any questions or comments, you can write to sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so stay in touch, guys. Instagram and Twitter are the same at sexactuallypod. Instagram and Twitter, sexactuallypod. And uh, again, this is my episode with Casey Moran. Let me know what you guys think. Have a great week. Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast with your host, Dave Neal. Anyway, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. Your host, Dave Neal, with Casey Moran. How's it going? It's going good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast. So it's, I, an honor. it's so cool to be out here. We are in Simi Valley. For those not familiar with the Southern California, what is it? What are we in the desert right now? It's like 20 degrees hotter than Los Angeles out here. It's 40 miles north of LA. Um, so, like, if you take the 118 freeway, Ronald Reagan Freeway, this is where the Ronald Reagan Library oh, is. Oh, the Ronald Reagan. Uh, yeah. Did he live out here or something? He's buried here. I oh, don't seriously? know if he lived out here. Uh, I've never been to the. But the they Ronald shoot Reagan like library. westerns out here, right? They used to. I, yeah, um, I feel like that's what I know this area for. Yeah, they they did a little house on the prairie. They filmed oh, that here. Shit. Um, they filmed uh, in well, they didn't film, but in Joe Dirt, they bring up Simi Valley, the <laughs> first one trailer yeah. park in, in Simi Valley. So I mean, it's been actually like a lot of. A lot of different things have been filmed, right? But Cat in the Hat was filmed here, like in between See Me and Moore Park. I love, I love the credit. Cat in the Hat and Joe Dirt. Yeah. And we're at uh, Junkyard Barbecue. Uh, Casey hosts an awesome show here on Monday nights. Is it every, It's every Monday, right? Every Monday. It's going to switch um, pretty soon because of Monday Night Football. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, it's Monday afternoon here in Los Angeles or in Simi Valley. And now, uh, are you from the area? Yeah, I grew up here, um, born and raised, and then I, I lived in Orange County, Texas, and Oklahoma at different times, just on my own. Oh, cool. Yeah. And what did you, so you, you did sports broadcasting mm-hmm. out of college, or what? How yeah. How did you get into that? Uh, it's what I wanted to do since I was nine. I, uh, really? Yeah, I'm an Angels fan. I grew up an Angels fan, but I, I, list, I watched the, uh, when I was nine years old, I watched a replay of the, uh, the Game 1 of the World Series. Kirk Gibson comes Kirk off the Gibson bench. off the bench. And Eckersley, yeah, and a game-winning home run. And, and everybody remembers Jack Buck's call, which is a great call. Um, I don't believe what I just saw, but what Vin Scully said, it, like, it gave me goosebumps. And he said, in the year, the improbable, the impossible has happened. And I didn't know what it meant at nine, what those words. I mean, I didn't really know impossible, but I definitely didn't know improbable. And I was like, what? I don't know what that means, but I, I need to do that. I knew at that age I was already a bad athlete. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I always got in trouble for talking in school, and I knew sports like no other. So I just put two and two together. And I, I started in high school, and uh, I did it junior colleges. And I got up to Angels Radio in Anaheim. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, did behind-the-scenes stuff a little so bit may, on here. Uh, may only baseball or – I, I mean, baseball was what I wanted to do, but I, what I was best at was volleyball. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I did. I did girls volleyball D one for Cal State Fullerton and CSUN. Jeez, I'd have a boner for the whole season. Those uh, girls are gorgeous. I do have a story. Uh, you know, I talk about it on stage a little, but like my first year, uh, I was color commentator with this guy Patrick Alog, and one time he was like, "Hey, I can't be there. Can you can you do both?" And I was like, "I think so." So I went to do both, and I had to. So when that's a hard job, that's it a lot is of hard. A lot of talking, but like I knew the sport, and, and at that point it was halfway through the season. I knew the names and stuff. So what was hard about it is that I. Exp- so what do you have to say is like Cal State Fullerton wearing the orange shorts, white jerseys, and I said, oh, "I'm such a creep." I said, uh, <laughs> "Wearing the tight orange shorts, you can almost see their butt sweat from here." I swear to you, I said that. Oh my! And. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> how I didn't get fired because it was a paid job. How I didn't get fired is beyond me, man. And uh, what happened is uh, you must have been real likable to get away with that. Well, That's no. Impressive. Here's here's how you get away with it. Um, <laughs> four people listen total um, because nobody cares to listen to. So you just apologize to them individually. <laughs> yeah. So so this is, gets better. Uh, like two games later, an old guy comes up to me. Old creepy guy reminded me of the guy in like Family Guy, you know, like the creepy like guy yeah. trying to get Chris. Like, I got popsicles in my salad. <laughs> that guy, 
comes up and he goes, hey, you, you announced that one game by yourself. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, the, the description of the shorts, I love that. And this guy was in his 60s, maybe 70s. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, you start to find the wrong demographic. Yeah. And, although, but look, I mean, how, how are you not supposed to acknowledge these are tall women yeah. with great asses? Oh. It's part of, I know, that, here I am. I've, I, the last few episodes have been like, like women, you know, feminism, women yeah. power. And now I'm just talking about their asses. But we, <laughs> as men, appreciate the dominance because it's sexy. Sure. It's sexy because, you know, if you played against them, they would kick your ass. They're like they're oh, like yeah. eye level or three inches taller than right. you. Tall, yeah, strong, right. nice butt, and then and then they wear these the, these tiniest shorts. Right, and I mean at the end of the day, and you know what's funny is none of the players they all were like, no, you could probably see our ass wet from here. Like they weren't, none of them were mad or creeped out. Which did is you cool. get any volleyball uh, action from it? One girl I hooked up with, uh, which was great, but the problem with it is like. When it goes and it didn't it didn't end terribly, but it didn't end great. And so, like, I'm still the announcer, right? So, like, I have to, if and she was one of the stars. So, like, I have to do the post game interviews. So, That's like, so funny, oh, dude, it was brutal. Well, so she didn't break your heart or anything because if a chick broke my heart and then I had to talk to her, like, how are you feeling today? And then she'd be like, I'm feeling great. But like, really? Uh, you got any other boys? <laughs> You're like, what? no. Just it was the opposite, man. She moved on um, with uh, you know nobody I knew or anything, um, but. Uh, and that was fine, but here's the thing: is like, it was still awkward. It's awkward for anyone when you have to see that person, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm still like friends with her on Facebook and all that stuff. I mean, we're fine now, but it was so long ago. That's wild. Now, now I don't want to blow up your spot here, yeah. but we were just talking about the waitress. Mm-hmm. Can you mention her? Because yeah, that's that's yeah, funny. So we're at so we're at this barbecue uh, place right now, and and uh, the waitress that just served us, you you just had a little fling with. And uh-huh. It's so funny when you have to see people that like would generally not be in your life anymore. Like if yeah. a chick's, if you're done with a girl, if she's done with you, you move on. Right. So did you meet her because, because of here or is Simi Valley just a small? No, town? I met her. I didn't know of her at all until these shows. And here's the thing. Like it was always in passing. I didn't really know her. And then we started hanging out and things were, were awesome for the week that we hung out. If that, and we hooked up or whatever, but the, and it was amazing, dude, I'll be honest. Like it was, Good. it was amazing. And it, it was, we'll have to leave her a Yelp review. Of the place. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing though. Like, uh, I always am under the impression, like, I, because I've messed up doing it. You don't want to shit where you eat, so to speak. And so, like, yeah. I don't like to fish off the corporate pier, you know? And so, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I never, I, if you ask any female com- like comedians that I booked, I've never hit on them. I, I take pride in that. I never trick Yeah, because that can get that. dangerous. Now, we're talking with a right. waitress here, but sure. Yeah, it definitely can get dangerous, even if they want to hook up with you, because. Right. But at comedy clubs, waitresses are also comedians sometimes, right? Yeah. So there's some gorgeous waitresses in LA that yeah, do comedy. And you're like, holy fuck! Yeah, comedy stores got some great ones. Gorgeous uh, ones at yeah, the comedy store. Super nice. I think too. we're talking about the same one. Yeah. I don't even know her name. I don't no, want to. I, I don't. I don't want to know her she's name. She's super cool though. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, she's. She, you know, if you but put yourself in the comedy world, like, you got, you got to be ready for anything. Yeah, there's. I mean, and uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm past. I'm, I'm in a relationship. So, and and people have come up to me that are in relationships. That uh, comics that are in relationships come up to me and they go, hey, come on. Uh, what do you, you scoring chicks on the road? This and that. It's like no, no. I mean, like when you're when you not like I the 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 whole the whole slippery slope with that. Like if you're, why would you be in a relationship if you wanted to cheat? Which is, and some people do, and some people are okay with it. Like Usain Bolt is making out with different chicks, and yeah. obviously, if you see photos of him making out with them, he's fucking them. Come right. on, he's fucking them. And his girlfriend either doesn't care or she just has accepted the fact that like that's what you get for being with a celebrity. Yeah. Do you think he comes as fast as he runs? Nine point eight seconds. Can you imagine? <laughs> he just comes, like everything he does is it within that. They speed? put their arms out to get like oh, to hit the. Now amazing. I don't. I, I, but but it, but it's like so so yeah so comics have come up to me to be like hey man you like uh, you see anything uh, on the side like girls don't I don't no. I'm not at that point in my career where like chicks throw themselves at me but like right. it would be a real like you got that hair though man <laughs> I feel like they they if love I was to single dude yeah it, it, guys out there that are single if you can grow your hair out I feel like chicks notice you dude if I grow but, my hair out I look like Screech from Saved by the Bell it's oh like, you got I'm the not fro? Jewish but it, it, it's a total yeah Jew mine gets frizzy I can yeah. like yeah but I gotta put I gotta put shit in it bro I kind of this yeah, episode sponsored that, by Moroccan oil that's the, that's <laughs> That's the shit. Moroccan oil is the shit. Has that uh has your hair got you commercials and shit? I get the weirdest auditions. I auditioned last week for um the show Pitch. Oh yeah. You know it's a new show shooting uh-huh. in San Diego. It comes out this fall, but I auditioned um I can't I don't want to say the guy's name, but as a pitcher who like gets hit by another team. So like I get hit batting and then I hit the 
pitcher. Uh-huh. I hit, you know what I mean? So, sure. so uh, I, I, I was like, I can't believe I haven't got a fucking phone call. Like the casting director said, twenty one hundred people submitted for this because who doesn't want to play a baseball, a pro baseball sure. player? And then she only auditioned like a handful of us. And I'm like, come on, I'm gonna get it. Come on. Yeah. And but, now you know what's great. Um, that that's based on a sp- well. It's not a true story. It's not a but, true story. But here's the thing. Because of today's pitchers, the Mets, like Cindergard and and guy and, and uh, what's his name, Degrom, they have long hair. Yeah, they have this new guy too. This pitcher that just pitched the other day, they have like long hair, and it's like kind of the thing right now. Like, yeah, and, and it so, takes a while because it takes a while. You can't right. just be like, I got long hair today. Like you can grow yeah. a mustache right. way faster. It still sure. takes a month or two. Long, long hair and hair. beards are in, man. Yeah, in beards. Fuck, I couldn't. I can't go yeah. more than like my current low level sure. of stubble because it's not. I I can respect guys with a full beard or mustache. Yeah. Like that's impressive to the me. The ones that can pull it off are amazing. I, I mine just gets all like neck hairy and. And it's disgusting having a mu- like mustache. To me, it's just itchy yeah. and it's the long hair gets like neck sweat and all that. But mm-hmm. um. Two guys talking about their hairstyles, yeah, everybody. Sorry. No, but I never had. Um, I don't know. I I've had like runoff, like when he knows in New York, like you'd meet a girl, and you know, I don't think I ever had any of those wild stories where like you have a good set and you bang the chick right after. Yeah, that but hasn't happened to me. It either. is an icebreaker. Like you can, like, do you find that way where you can do a set? Like, girl, the girls can like. It's almost like women just want to make sure you're not nuts. Right. So by by doing a set and getting some laughs or even like I know guys that have like a really good Instagram feed and yeah. like because a chick can like look him up online and be like, Oh, he's got a big following. He's Ugh. not crazy and it's like that's the sort of like You could buy followers though. And he does, and the guy does. Oh, I bet he he's does. bought it he's got like forty thousand followers. Jesus. He he has a bot that makes most of them. Okay. Like they might be real followers, but it's like a follow unfollow bot. So like, yeah. so but like a chick, but a chick will find out. Oh, what does this guy do that he has this sort of following? And it's like that. But that's like the new cool kid on the block is having good social media. It's like, like having the pool at the, the one kid with the yeah, pool. you're the kid like, with the pool, like, but you have a blue check mark next right, to your name. You're free, yeah, exactly. You're friends with them just because they have. I a would pool. be embarrassed. My friend Val Tossi, she's a comic. She, oh, yeah, you roasted yeah, her. Yeah, fucking store. roasted her, and I beat her. Everyone who's listening, <laughs> which by the way, fucking. And I don't like to talk shit about people that aren't here, but she's a friend, so if he gets back to her, I don't care. Because I've been to, no, no, no. She hasn't said you know, you know, like so. Basically, for those listening, the roast battle—it's just fucking insane. You go back and forth, yeah. insulting each other in front of a big crowd. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Uh-huh. She lost, and she hasn't gone online to be like, "Hey, uh, you know, Dave beat me," but blah blah yeah. blah. She's only commented like, "Hey, the roast battle was so much fun to do." Oh. And I'm like, yeah, say Is that she I... competitive. Is he like super? Yeah, competitive? sure. Yeah. But it's like, say that I beat you. Right. I, mean, <laughs> they, I, I, I roasted the triplets the week before you, Verzi triplets, and uh, every one of them posted something and said, "Congrats, Casey, for the win." So I agree. I mean, if all three of them can do it, I one congratulated do it. her. I didn't say like, "Congrats, yeah. you lost," but yeah, whatever. Yeah. But. I don't know. It's just funny that you guys she, had a good one. Well, ours, ours oh, wasn't. Man, good. Ours I'm not wasn't, proud of ours. No, nah, why? What happened? You know, like only one of my jokes hit, and I and I kind of paused on it. And the other thing, and I, I'm not going to make excuses, but like we were supposed to go October 11th, and we went two months before Brian asked us. And I love Moses. That's so weird. Like, yeah, well, yeah, ours got pushed back. Moses is so smart. Here's what happened. Moses was on here a few weeks yeah, ago. He's love, a, yeah, I Moses is f- just a cool dude. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm going to say this all from my perspective because this is actually pretty fun to talk about because it affected your roast. Um, the girl before us ditched her. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So she ditched. She okay, was well, hold on. Go. So, okay, so pause this. So for the I, – because I, we have Oh, yeah, listeners. inside baseball. Yeah, sorry. So, no, no, no. It's, it's good. So for people listening, like I, like I said, the roast it's – a, it's a show that's done – it started at the Belly Room in the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. They do a version in New York. Mm-hmm. It's on Comedy Central now. Basically, you spend weeks, if not months, preparing like three jokes, and, and you go back and forth with one other person, and it's a crazy – it's in a tiny room. It's like the, the room it's only, eight mile with jokes. It's, it's eight mile with jokes exactly. So it's a big deal. There's a there's a ranking system. They periscope it to everyone. Yeah. It's a big deal. So anyway, yeah. So so at your battle, the chick. So so we get we were supposed to go third, right? And then um, third, but like there, I don't know how they did it with you, but they had like a bunch of comics in between and stuff. So they did one roast. They did comics pre-show, one roast, more comics. Um, then the set. shit. I just realized I'm doing it tomorrow night. Are you really? I'm doing the yeah. I totally forgot. You're I'm, doing it back to back like that. I'm doing. No, I'm doing stand up tomorrow. Night. Oh, you're doing the pre show. Just realized. It's so much fun. Yeah, I did Such it. Well, I did crowd. it before, but I went before they let people in, 
Sure. So like people I did too. I, I was I, I bit the bullet. I literally did a set in front of three chicks ordering drinks. I did mine in front of like fifteen. <laughs> it was fun, man. Anyway, uh, so you are right, so yeah, you're sorry. roasting the triplets. Yeah, who, three of them. They like, get one joke each. I get three. Oh, they each got one joke. Yeah. I mean, so I, they're, it, Moses said they could they could split it any way they want. They're identical twins yeah. or triplets. They're muscular. Uh-huh. They're, they're they're pretty. They seem really like cool. Nice I don't kids, know, but they seem 24, really nice. Really kind. You'll 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 see them tonight. Um, but uh, they are they uh, on the show tonight. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're going up first after me, and uh, they're really nice guys. So they go on stage together. All, yeah, they all, all go them. together, and they're kind of gimmicky. They got like they you know they'll do physical stuff, and um, they've started riffing more. And so they they bombed on Kill Tony twice in a row, and the, the comedy store doesn't like them because like they kept getting up. They got them three of the four weeks that they tried. Yeah, and, I've uh, heard them on that. I think it's great. It's really it's real right. challenging to try so to do that. They accepted the battle mainly because. They wanted to, um, they wanted to like redeem themselves, right? So when Matt, Moses asked me like, "Why do you want to roast them?" I was like, "Well, they, you know, they're banned from, uh, they, you know, they're they're no longer coming back on Mondays. I'm trying to get them to no longer come back on Tuesdays, you know, yeah, blah blah." Perfect. Yeah, and then you know it it, it started off fine. Here's the problem. Um, I've been to so many of those battles that most of the time there is only the audience for the undercard, not the host, but the, or excuse me, the judges. So Mike Lawrence. Uh, Nick Youssef, uh, Burt Kreischer, and Brad Williams are all sitting for ours. But sorry, to go back, the girl, the girls that were supposed to go before us, Jasmine Lay and this other girl, um, um, yeah. I know her name, but it's yeah. like I, it's all speculation. It doesn't, it so doesn't I don't matter. Really, yeah, she's, she's not, not worth famous. it, man. Um, so she, they were supposed to go and before us, but she checked in and then bounced right before. So Jasmine's asking us if we saw her, and we we're like, no. And then oh, man. so um, we couldn't find her. Then she went to go pay her meter, and then she came back. After our battle and was like – and we're like – you know, and then Jasmine was going – I know she was going to hit her. And I was like, listen, like what, – Really? <laughs> like – like, and, and I mean she didn't. She held her compo- – she was very good well, about it. Well, that fucking sucks for all the effort she put in. Here's and- the thing. She took work off for that, man. And she put so much work – like she's losing money and she put the time – you know how long it, it takes. It sucks. Here's, here's how it – here's why it sucks. It is unorganized in a kind of fun way. Right. It's like crazy. But there's a green room that the comics kind of hang out in. Yeah. Because you – it's so – It's super hot up there It's though. so crowded that – you can't really watch the show if you're on it. Like it's so crowded, yeah. you have to sit in the green room and wait for them to pull you out. Right. It's a little like gladi- gladiators. You have yeah. to wait for it's your time to shine. And and also the parking in West Hollywood's atrocious. So if you don't time your meter right, you got to go feed your meter. So it's right. not. It's still her fault. But so she missed it, and then what? She threw the club under the bus on on this social is media. All speculation. But I had run into Brian uh, at the. I, I went to the roast battle of. Uh, no, sorry, not the roast battle, the Rob Lowe roast, uh-huh. uh, the taping of it. And I saw Brian, and I was like, listen, I know the speculation, but is it to her? And he goes, oh, yeah. It, he thinks it's her. I'm pretty sure everyone knows. Yeah, no, it's pretty much well yeah. known. And then she jetted off to the East Coast. She was like bounced. Oh, she, she really moved away? No, nah, I think she, I don't know if she moved, but she just went like, well, she got out of town. I mean, it sucks because. That show wouldn't have got sold if it wasn't for the comics that are standing well, up there. It's yeah. the atmosphere in the oh, whole yeah. room. And so at that point, it's like, well, dumb mistake, whatever. She but calls the she, fire marshal. She calls the fire marshal. Unbelievable. Because, and that it's was too, for yours. because it's so crowded. So, yeah, so for mine, I bring my girlfriend, and she can't. my girl can't even get in. And what? I, I was also pretty nervous because who the fuck brings their girlfriend yeah. to a roast where, like, you're going out for blood? Yeah. And I knew uh, Val had a joke about Tasha, which bombed. I knew, she, I knew yeah. her joke was going to bomb. I mean, she yeah. Val's first joke about me... She used my own one-liner. You know, I have a one-liner that's like, oh, yeah, my hair looks like uh, Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Uh, she used that. She was like, Dave's hair looks like Lord Farquaad from Shrek, uh, said the 12-year-old that he molested. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny, but it's my line. You yeah, said you used my... I've never heard that before. It's just a, mine's a one-liner, yeah. but... And then, so her joke kind of... The audience was hot for us. They were a good crowd because yeah. uh, she she came out with a good riff. So the audience was really hot. The and crowd then, had to be better than they normally are because of the fact that the comics weren't there. To well, like, so yeah, so they had they had a guard at every door. It was like the president was in Jesus. the room. There's like they four had a guard. Exits, yeah, there? they had a guard. They had like bouncers at all the. They were not going to let a fire marshal shut this show down. And I don't even think the fire marshal ended up showing up, but it they, it did its job. They had to kick out like all the thirty to fifty comics. Now, how long that is that going to last though? Because I asked Brian, and he said I, he doesn't know. I don't know, and honestly, I kind of like the I kind of like the fact that because now I don't feel like I have to go watch it. But it was a still yeah. it, the room was good, but the the roast before us the room was horrible, and so. It was kind of like just a weird, you know, the it, the 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 mood can change so fast in that room. Right. But we get a hot room, and all you had to do was stick a joke, and her jokes were kind of weak. Yeah. And mine mine had like a like a standard, 
like punch like yeah set no, up. i read yours and they were uh like um you know they were, you know what was great about yours that are unlike mine is they were short and sweet and that's well i learned that from the last time because yeah. um i don't my first joke was um val's acting career is just like our body type full of mom roles oh see that so good. that was like the, so that one got I the i should have had i had one that was just, it was just so short and sweet and i was, I was gonna say verzi is italian for not funny and like i should have done it because but it was like yeah, I, if the crowd's right, that would yeah, work. Yeah, that's the thing. But like, if it's not right, they took their shirts off, dude, and they they uh, they came in like a trench coat <laughs> on each other's shoulders, and like, and I sh- my first joke was gonna be, and then I ended up changing it, but it was gonna be because um, I had a ton, dude. I was gonna it was gonna say Verzi's obviously work out everything, but jokes. It was perfect. That's a, good, that's a great they one. Bombed their first. That's a great one. And I and I just didn't. Yeah, if you save yeah. that for right after a bomb. Yeah. I yeah, talked no. about midgets and then. But in the end, short. I think a joke. The jo- you need a joke that will work, even if someone doesn't know who they are. And my my fourth my 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 last joke did, and it, but I just stumbled on it. But it's still their joke hit bomb so bad that I was stumbling because I wanted to make sure that I didn't like fuck. I just paused, but I said uh, my favorite verse is the fourth one who died in the womb. Because it's the first and last time you three killed. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but it was too yeah. dirty, dude. No, it's, that's a good one. Yeah. But yeah. I pause between the two things and it just I know how like, it feels, yeah. man. And you don't even feel like we, we – ours got so insane. Like usually they'll call for like a, a tiebreaker. Uh, Val decided to tell another joke, so I just grabbed the mic from yeah. Brian and I told another joke and went back and forth. I wasn't going to let – yeah. And I really thought at the end of it they were going to say she won because I don't think Jeff Ross liked me. But I think they were just being extra kind to her. Because you have hair and he doesn't? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Huh. But he was nice to us afterwards. So, like, anyway, yeah, whatever. Cool. He, he, didn't get, he, didn't, he didn't get to judge mine, and I, I love Jeff. I'm a big fan, so. Yeah. That's, no, uh, it's a cool it's a, it's a cool uh, exercise, and yeah. it's good just for street credit. I feel so that. bad. Why did we bring up Valerie Tossi in the beginning? I'm not talking shit about her because she's a good friend of mine. But she didn't apologize. She didn't <laughs> apologize. But you brought she, her up before we talked about Roast Battle. And oh, I don't remember I? what it was. I don't know. Well, she uh, just the fact that she didn't uh, um, tell, she didn't announce to all her legion of fans that she lost. Oh, okay. which is just annoying. Did it have something to do with shows and like? God, dang. I don't know. That now I feel. But listen, I, I mean, it, it, least, I, I went into Rose Battle, which is, <laughs> which is really intriguing for anybody. I think. So um, what got you in? First of all, let's yeah. go back. Let's rewind here. Please. What got you into stand up? You know, um, I uh, I have mental illness and I have depression. I've had it since I major depressive disorder. I've had it. I mean, I guess I've had it my whole life, but I got and that's diagnosed. What, and that's what your podcast is about. Yeah, yeah. It's all about you know helping uh, people. With it's that. called discussing discussing depression. depression. Yeah, right. dis- discussing depression with Casey Moran, and uh, I just discussed depression, man. And, and then I got doc. You know, what's funny is like uh, I didn't. I'm not doing it, you know, for like to get my word out about stand up. It's just something that's been like so rewarding that like if I had to pick stand up or my podcast, I pick my podcast, hundred percent. That's great, and yeah. I mean, and they're different, so luckily you don't right. have to pick that. But but they kind of go podcast, hand in hand too. Cause, I oh, mean, they like, do, they do. Comedians have depression, man, and a lot of them or have some shit that bad they're battling. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've lost some of the greats. Right, some of the greats we've lost to suicide a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and yeah. it's like and it's something that Richard Jenny. Robin Williams. I mean, it's just the list insane. Goes on. It, yeah, and so I, I don't, I don't, I don't know too much about it. So maybe you can inform me. That's good. Though. I've it's got good that you don't. I've got this podcast because I'm super codependent, sure. and I won't try to compare that to depression. But I've got it. That is to me a strong and Ill, a de- debilitating illness right. because I've. I mean, it's like I can, It it makes my voice quiver right. when when I'm in a place where I can't. And it hasn't led to like hasn't made me suicidal, sure. but it's made me feel so lost. Right. In you these... look like somebody that could have anxiety on things. I think most people have anxiety about something, and that's what it is. And it is it's it's crippling when right. when you don't know how or how why you're feeling a way that you're feeling. Yeah. So for me, this podcast was a way to not necessarily just like diagnose myself, but to really talk about why it is that I'm codependent, why it is uh, that I'm obsessive or whatever it is. And I, I think a lot of guys are not many guys talk about it. I'm assuming it's probably the same with depression. You know, men are supposed to be proud. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be proud and, and that can be real hurtful to, to actually solving our issues. Yeah. You know, what's weird. It's like, um, you, yeah, I, as a guy, it's, it's like, it's almost frowned upon to be emotional, you know? And it's like, and, and as a kid at 16, when, when I'm in high school and, you know, like I'm going every day, every day, my junior and senior year from third period to fourth period, I would cry at the same time in the same stall in the same bathroom and see the star of the court, the quarterback of our football team 
and he like didn't know, but it was just like it was like that time we'd always see each other, and I just would come out like crying. What triggered it? It's a it's a chemical imbalance. Um, it it has nothing to do with my childhood or anything like that. I've, I've lived an amazing childhood. I have great family. Parents and all together that. and all that. Still together. Siblings. Um, yeah, older brother, uh, married, happy. Uh, everybody's. Is it, a huge is it, family. Does it run in the family or is it? Yeah, it runs in my mom's family and it skipped the generation. So I got it out of me and my brother. And at the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, I, I got into stand up and I got into podcasting because podcasts helped me when I was down. When I was isolated and couldn't get out of bed, all I could do is listen to podcasts. When I heard a lot of people say stand up saved their life, like doing stand up, I was like, I'm going to try this. And honestly, I've wanted to do it when I was younger, but I just knew that. I didn't have enough life experience. I knew that if I bombed, and I would have, everybody bombs, that yeah. I would have been too. I'm super sensitive. Dude, I wish I tried it 10 years ago because then I'd be like, right. well, and then I'd be a 14th year comic. I'd be, but then I'm like, well, maybe I would have sucked yeah. and moved on. I know. You know what I mean? You never know. claim that they've done it for, since they were you know, 15 years old. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't li- live life experience. Like, and a lot of them stop. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, what are you going to talk about, man? Yeah. Like, being tardy. Like, I mean, I really, there's nothing. You don't really live until, like, in my opinion, like 23, 24 is yeah. when you really start to find yourself. Already killed it. Like, yeah, the price of these prom rentals uh. are too expensive. <laughs> these yeah. limo prices are through the roof. Yeah. You know what just, I mean? Right. It didn't, it didn't so make sense. So when yeah. – okay. So it has, you were diagnosed when? I was 16 years old. So this is 2003. Uh, major depressive disorder, ADHD. And then later on I found out I have uh, anxiety and uh, bipolar 2. So I'm riddled with fucking what, mental illnesses. What was happening before you were diagnosed? You were just, um, you know, what were the symptoms not as bad, or you just... I, they weren't in existent because this is like I was that guy that like didn't want to grow up. So like I was still playing outside like with the kids, like not in a creepy way, just like playing basketball with like kids that were younger, just because like I didn't want to like I hated high school. I hated. I felt really lost. Everything was a blur, and um, not growing up. And then from junior year t- going into my junior year. I just felt I really did feel a physical shift in my brain, and I felt this thing, and I didn't. It didn't seem right. And then, like after I after that, I couldn't get out of bed, and it wasn't like I wasn't physically ill. Like you, there was no signs of like you know that. My mom was like, "What's going on?" And uh, you know, we went to a doctor. Uh, they thought it could be depression. And my parents are very smart people. We went and checked it out, and um, yeah, I was on meds since then. And my issue is that I always – every time I go through episodes, it's mainly because I stop taking meds because I feel that it like puts a mask on you and it, I don't get to be myself. That's going to be very tough to 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 make that choice between yeah. being yourself and feeling your pain versus – Right. Is it like a, like a sedative, like just calms you the fuck down or – It – you know, it's like um, – it just makes me feel like a different version of myself and not like a worse version. It's just it does calm me down and it doesn't allow me to like – be the the spark of energy that I am, but it also lets me focus and it it fixes the serotonin levels. So it you know here's the thing: if you take it consistently, and I'm I'm not preaching meds because I don't think they're for everybody. I think everybody's body is different. I think people respond to it differently. But what I say for me is that if I would have done it consistently, it will it will get to the point where I will be able to have the best version of myself with meds. Um, but because I keep going off and on and off and on, I'm never allowing myself to do that. So everything that's happened in my life that I've lost because of my depression, relationships, jobs, uh, career opportunities with sports casting, it's because of me and not taking my meds. Well, how does it affect your relationships? Oh, dude, I, I haven't had a relationship in more than eight months because it gets to the point where um, they just realize like they can't be there like they can't take Roller care of coaster me. or what it's it well here's the thing it's like it, because there's a bipolar so like you if you already have major depressive disorder the episodes are going to be really bad right but if you if you throw bipolar in and it's and it happens to time up with the same episodes so you have a bipolar episode at the Can same I just time ask you a question uh, when you say when, depression is is when you say depression that's uh-huh. major depressive disorder yeah. it's just the, it's just a title to okay. say that it, i didn't it know gets if there's bigger. like in other different types there's, or there's just clinical levels. depression yeah there's so uh, is that above clinical depression yeah and it's like i hate saying that because it's like my depression is no you know more important than others um or more severe. No, I'd say I'd be, it's just like good it's to the understand. label they gave me, and okay. so uh, MDD, and so that's all I know, and so it's like, and then I so have, that's strong, and then you've right. got bipolar, ADHD. So I don't just have ADD; I have the hyper one, and then I, you know, I don't have well bipolar. I have the the least of the two, so it's either one or two. It's it's the one that's not as strong as the other one. I don't know. Which They're most, all labels which, to me. Well, which most affects the relationship? Like what? Both. I would say bipolar for sure. 
because of the highs and lows, but then depression is the number one. So you find, do you find that the chicks, they'll just like abandon ship? They're like, look, I can't. They, do they reach a point where they're just done yeah. dealing with you? And or I mean, I do you, get Or it. do you run them away? Both. Here's the thing. Um, I get to a point, dude, that um, it's really good at first, and a lot of girls like to take care of the guy. But when they see that it's this level, it's a whole other thing. It's like, how do I get a guy to get up and shower? How do I get a guy to, to like brush? I couldn't it? imagine. It's, 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 and it's like, and at the end of the day, I've never got mad at somebody for breaking up with me over at the I mean, because it's like they have to live their life, dude. Like, yeah. I my biggest relationship was a best friend, um, and for five years she was like my sister. And I look at friendships as relationships. She stuck with me for five years through all that shit. It ended. This is the only time it happened, but I had a voice in my head. And this is scary, dude. It was uh, one in the morning, and I and I would call her for everything. Um, uh, are you friends or dating? Friends, never okay. nothing more. She was like a sister, nothing. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even kiss her on the cheek. She was very cute girl. Um, she was my second episode of my my podcast. Oh, she's on it. Yeah, we talked about it, man. Oh, cool. It's, it, it, it's it was really emotional. But uh, we're discussing d- depression, guys. Yeah, Check that out after please this. do, please do. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. So, um, long story short. I heard a voice in my head. This is like 2010 at like one in the morning. Um, and it was telling me to kill myself. I swear to God. And it was in that like almost like a scary voice from like scream, like the scream scary voice, like kill yourself. I can't do it. Deep voice. That's fucking nuts. And all, it was just repeated like, like four or five times. And I wasn't sleeping. Like I was up. And, uh, so I, I called Yikes. her, I called her and I said, Hey, this is what happened. And she, and I had talked to her about suicidal thoughts before, but nothing like this. So she said, why are you calling me? But she, and I took that as like I shouldn't be calling her, but she meant like you should be calling a doctor. So we yeah. had a falling out over it. Long story short, it needed to happen. Here's why: because she wasn't living her life fully because of me. She was she was she has so much talent in everything she does. She's such a good person that because of that, um, I look at things differently. I don't do relationships because of this depression. I I don't. I can't do it. It's not because I just want to fuck and that's it. Do you do so? You don't do serious relationships, or you don't even want to. I can't do it, dude. Like, I, like I take can't. this uh, waitress that works mm-hmm. here, for example. Do, do you say like, "Look, hey, this is it"? Or I thought, you, or? you know, that's a great thing because that when we hooked up, I felt the connection I've never felt before. So I thought maybe I could date her. She went back with her ex, so I guess I didn't perform as well <laughs> as I thought. I bombed on that. Um, no, man. Every relationship has yeah. a crossroads, and and you yeah. fulfill sort of what like whatever like your like quote unquote classes in session. Uh-huh. You both learn from it. It's yeah. hard to imagine that for like one night stands or quick things, but it's like every every, it, every when when you look at everything as a learning opportunity. It's less about feeling heartbroken and more a bit about like oh thank you for providing me the info to get me to the next level. Even when you might take years to digest, I have exes that broke my heart, and I'm just starting to be like oh. My current relationship wouldn't be alive if I didn't figure sure. shit out from them, even right. if it comes out like in in the most explosive, like dramatic way. Is that just because you're getting older? You're realizing that? Do you think? I think I think it comes with age, and I think it's a spiritual thing. I think oh, okay. you can be 80 years old and never realize it. Um, I think I think like uh, like you talk about the chemical aspect of depression, mm-hmm. and like I get you know people separate science and faith and everything, and. I think when you break it all down, the chemicals things happen, but why did you did you literally ha- need as like a spirit and Sunso granola to talk about, uh-huh. but as like a spirit being, not your body but your soul, did it come to this earth to learn a lesson in 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 achievement because don't you ever wonder these people that like become millionaires for like no reason or talentless yeah. you know they just stumble on a shit and you're like you got to be fucking kidding me, I'm busting my balls and it's like right. well. You know, maybe maybe I'm on this earth to cure myself of my codependency, and maybe you're here to figure out something. But I I like to look at it as teachable moments and teachable struggles, where it's like you you know, like alcoholism is never cured. Codependency, I'm sure, is never cured. What you can do is acknowledge it, just like you acknowledge the ego, and just say like, today you're not going to get the best of me. But again, I don't mean to like explain anything to you because you know way more about it. So so you know, I can't. Like, I don't know what the chemicals do or the serotonin or all that, but... Yeah, I mean, I'd only know it because I've gone through it as long as I have. Um, My thing is, with relationships, it affects it because, um, you know, I'm not allowing them to live their life. And so that sucks because I honestly do think I'm a relationship guy, but... Because I keep screwing up and not taking my meds consistently because I don't want to remember going through the depression and 
putting the mask on me and all that stuff. Listen, man, I'm still getting to that point where I, I got to figure this out. I got so you'll get good. You'll just feel good, and you'll be like, all right, I got this shit. And here's, here's how I'll, long? How long when you go off it? Does it all kind of unravel? Uh, it all depends. It's a great question, but like it depends on multiple levels. I mean, depending on how long I was on it. If I go on, if I'm on it for two years straight, and then I don't take it's, it's like it'll it'll be a while till I feel anything. But if I'm like on and off, on and off, on and off, and then like I just stop, then it's bad, really bad. I mean, maybe within the week I'll be able to feel that. You know, well with anything like you know you can't you can never cure yourself of like whatever it is like yeah. you said, you're like you 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 know you, your your issues you you can't always cure yourself you can just create like the strongest rooted right system with like yeah. your career and your friends support, and your support systems, systems are systems. huge yeah. man i mean like my family is huge like i have an irish catholic family my, oh my, me too oh really yeah, oh, how many, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of cousins. My mom's huh? one of eight, so I got about okay. thirty cousins. My on dad's my one side. of ten. Yeah, jeez, you yeah. got me beat. But my my mom uh, only one of two. So dude, it's, I was going to do some Irish. I was going to work on the new Please Irish. Dude, dude, well, this is a workout room. I I always wanted to do uh, um, the Irish jig growing up. Oh, so I was going to do a hilarious. bit about it, but I haven't learned how to fucking do the Irish yes, jig. Yes, you got to do some physical but I, stuff. I want to. I'll go up there and <laughs> dick around with it. But if it sucks, yeah. I, it's a it's a tough bit to sell. But that is cool. But though. dude, the Irish are like the Irish are fucked up. There's depression. Right. There's a lot of depression in Irish. I'll tell you this though, uh, my that, mom. Have you have you studied any of that correlation? No, but I'll, I know alcoholism is big in Irish. So it makes sense. But, repression. There's right. so much repression. I love the taste of beer, man, and it's hard because. When I'm on meds, I, I really shouldn't be drinking. Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't be I, – I love the taste of beer so much that it's only the taste. As I don't you drink any other hard alcohol. Like, uh, it's very rare that I do. Like, I had scotch for the first time the other night because, I mean, it was free and it was the time to do yeah. it. But, like, I, I was like, this is terrible. Well, different – I don't know, like, the, the degrees of depressants that are in different yeah. types of alcohol. But, like, there's a difference if you're banging out tequila yeah. versus, like – Like, three beers is fine. Yeah, um, but but uh, but with the with the Irish cat, I mean the with Irish Catholic, you know the Irish have one thing, and then the Catholic has a. They're both like combined, not good when it comes to dealing with your emotions. You know, like I don't know about your family. My mom, I don't know. I don't know if she's been depressed in the past. Like you can see it on her face sometimes. If she struggles, she's a great woman, but right. like I wonder, like she has a hard time sharing certain emotions about things, and yeah. it's like what kind of baggage. Do you carry around with you that in our generation, you know, we hug. We're we're a generation that hugs. Love that. My stepdad will like he'll like hug me, but like pat my shoulder. Yeah. Like he can't just hug, and that's something. You know, his dad was in World War Two. Like that's not a thing that yeah. they had, and and it's just, it's just interesting to see because. You know, we're trying, you know, one of the things I preach, it's like, you have an issue. If I have an issue with my girlfriend, like, yeah, I want to give her room to, like, breathe, but then I want to hug. Right. And then, like, I had an episode called Hug Hug Them Harder. I love and it's, that. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's, and it, hug can mean different things. It's like, don't be creepy and hug someone who doesn't want to be hugged. But, like, know that we're all organisms that are connected vicariously. Right. And, 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 I mean, that means, unfortunately, in relationships, if your your depression will affect your partner. Right. Because she's gonna be, uh, unless she's a sociopath, literally a sociopath, it's gonna, it's gonna affect her. Right. And sure. And like an alcoholic, like if I'm dating an alcoholic, I'm gonna want to nurse her and help her yeah. through it. But at some point, she's gonna have to manage it. And I it's take like, those training wheels off, man. I mean, it's like, it's hard because I love kids, man. Like my my cousins have kids, my my friends have kids, and I actually get the best part because I get to play with them. I don't have to change diaper, any of that. Hey, it's absolutely. awesome. But like I always wanted kids, but like I listened to Sarah Silverman years ago, and she said I won't I won't have kids because I don't want them to have depression. She has depression, and she said she thinks that it could happen that way. And then listen, that's like, and people go, well, that's just a cop out. I'm like, no, it's not, dude. Because if it was, I would be having a kid by now. Like it, it's like I would make it work. I would make it. I would make everything work. Cause I. But it's like the fact that anybody, even if it skips a generation, because it might in my family, then then my kids potential kid could have it and i just don't want anybody to do i mean with it's that. just crazy it's no crazier than like you know bald you know if, you know if, or early baldness will go yeah. through the mother's father or whatever it, you know sure. what i mean like it's, it's a genetic thing, yeah man. it's genetic but so i like, no longer get mad about the fact that i have it because i used to get angry and then i realized like 
you know what? I do have this, but I have to just accept it. And I have other things that are great that people don't have. And I can see and I can feel and I can walk. And a lot of people don't have that. It's like a heightened emotion you have. Yeah. You know what? Well, here's the thing. In my opinion, it is a form. It's like cancer. Because it is diagnosed, it might not go away. You don't see the physical symptoms, but you do. Because like with me, like I won't shave. I like not showering. You do see physical. So what can you do physically? I mean, I, I and I right. don't. No, I don't sound so ignorant. No. Is, is there like stuff you can do physically to be like? Because I'll, I'll when I go through a breakup. I went through a horrible breakup in New York. First week I moved there. Uh, years ago, it's raining. It's January. It's gross. Did you have I, the long hair back then? No, I, oh I, I should have. But I, I had to cut my hair because I wanted to like literally shed myself of who I was, ah. and I couldn't get out of bed. And I don't know right. if that's depression, situational or, depression. Sure. Right, mean, so, every, yeah. Okay, because I don't want to compare no, no, no. my shit to yours. Because you know what, you totally can because it still comes from the same thing. Like, so what can you tell me about seasonal depression? You know, I don't have it, um, but seasonal depression is people that I have. My cousin has it. Um, just during the fall, she's depressed, and it's like, and it's something to do. It's a real thing. Uh, some people have it. Like, it, it would suck if you have it in a place that has four seasons and you have it for multiple seasons. I guess. Yeah. But it's like you're. It's just based on the weather. It's like it's like now, the New weather England bumps had you that out. big time. Right. Like I was just saying February. Oh, brutal. Yeah. I mean, like March, you're end. You can kind of see the nice weather coming, right. but it's just a long winter. It's it's rare to have, from my understanding, seasonal depression in Southern California because we have, in my opinion, the best, if not second best weather, next yeah. to like Hawaii or something. No, but like, yeah, absolutely, it's in there, and it's like, and, and but like, I so I don't have that, but there's situational depression coming from a, a you know a loved a loss of a loved one or a relationship. So have you or, have you felt living in different places your uh, depression react to that? I can't. Dude, it's hard because when I was doing sports casting, I had to be the big dog in a small market, so you moved to other places, right? So, like, I got offered jobs in all over, and I couldn't do it because I need to be with my family. Now, that's not, like, a thing that's, like, I'm attached to them, and it's, like, I, but it's, like, they're so scared that if I kill myself, it's going to be, I mean, if they, regardless, if I kill myself, but it's, like, they can prevent it because they know what to do. Yeah. Um, when I go through that time. So if I, even when I, I was going to college, it was going to college only like an hour and a half from here. So it was still hard. My dad was even saying like, you might need to move back because like you being this far away is even hard for us. Cause it's like, it's, you know, an hour and a half. So at the end of the day, man, it's like, I hate it. Cause I'm at the point where I think I can move away again, but I don't know for sure. I mean, I'm looking at, I applied for mental health technician jobs everywhere. Oh, cool. It's like your entry level job. It's like if I get them, you know, I'm going to give my rooms to somebody that will do it well and, and I'll, I'll do stand-up wherever I go uh, as a hobby. That's but the beauty of it is that you can work on your craft almost yeah, any, in any market. And you can do podcasts anywhere, dude. Yeah, that's the beauty of that too. Right. I, I love taking this little you know, right. this mobile podcasting equipment with me. It's awesome, dude. Uh, um, so so situational yeah. depression. Now, I, cause I hate when people are like, oh my gosh, like life sucks. I'm depressed today. I well, <laughs> it's like, I, are you? I, did, I think that whoever invented the word – uh, invented it wrong because like the p- being depressed and having depression are two completely different things. So if you say I'm depressed, I take it. Off- it's the only thing that I really take a- like offense to. Like, I do too, and I don't know anything about it. But it's like, come like, on, you're not depressed. Like, my, like I, I had a falling out with a guy, a friend, because he mocked my depression, and he was saying like, like I have depression too, and he was just like, and he was like purposely doing it, and like I don't get violent, but I was like, I was like, I want to punch this kid. Uh, it's a well, while people ago. Are like, yeah, t- t- take a yeah. yoga class or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I I'm mean, depressed. have you tried to do anything? That's a great question. I mean, exer- here's the thing: because exercising does release serotonin. But again. the only two things that I think are universal to work for everybody are eating healthy and exercise. Yeah, whether it's yoga or meditation, uh, depression support groups, medication. That stuff might not work for you. That's okay. I mean, there's all types of different things. There's so many things. There's spiritual stuff. There's God. There's family. There's all that stuff. But for me, writing writing helps me. Yeah, and writing's great. Writing a, a to-do list. I write almost every day, and it's like just like get up. And when you're down, like get up and take a shower and like walk outside for like I, – I, I can't ru- – when I'm super down, man, the thought of getting up – like honestly, the thought of even like picking my phone up to text somebody – is so much work because I know it's going to be a text back and forth, and I just I've had that with situational me. depression. Yeah. Like, I can't get out of this fucking shitty futon. I'm right. on. I couldn't move. Well, it's hard now because like I kind of put myself in this position where I'm running seven shows a month, and so like I don't I don't have any time to like, which is good and bad. It's great because it's like I'm too busy, but I have friends that I can like take over the rooms. I don't have to have them do it yet. But my problem is, I'm like 
my Facebook messenger blows up every day and like with people saying, Oh yeah, I heard you have shows. I want to do spots and it's awesome. Yeah. It's However, I can't believe how noxious it must be. Oh dude. It's to the point where it's like, I don't know how to not respond because like if, if like, cause I'm a communications person, so I'd be a hypocrite if I don't respond to everything. So I respond really quick. The problem is if like I could, I'll read it, you know, like before you read it and it says like, uh, it'll say red. If you read it, I, I know that like I can read as much as I can before opening it and like, okay, like, but then the, on the notification, if I have that little one next to it or two or whatever, it drives me crazy. So I have to open it eventually, but I'm not going to be that guy that reads it and doesn't respond. So I'm, I, I'm driving myself yeah, crazy. Yeah. And it's, but like, I mean, most of these people you probably don't even know, right? I mean, most of them don't. People in I LA. I didn't know you, you, you know, you yeah. were, you were, you were referred, but uh, I'm Maddie glad. Shimborg recommended. Yeah. yeah. I love Maddie. Yeah. And man. I'm glad. Yeah. Cause he was Maddie's like, he, awesome. he talked highly of you and your show. And I was like, right. Fuck you, yeah. You, real quick, do you know you've he's had he's been on this show, right? He's not been on mine yet. He's no. not been on no, the show. No, I haven't had him. Oh, he'd be great. He's a I, great podcast guy. Yeah, he just started a podcast. Yeah, he's awesome. He, he'd uh, be good. I told him I wanted him and his girlfriend to do uh, like a love little... Monterey. Yeah. Awesome. So when I've known Maddie, I've seen him at Flappers open mics for a long time, but I never like went up to and said anything. I really liked his stuff. So I saw him at uh, Oaks Tavern in Sherman Oaks. I was with the Verzies, and I uh it was awkward because there was a guy there was like Verzi's like you try some crowd work you know in crowd work and so like there was a there was a black guy sitting in between he was a comic but he sat in between two girls and I got up and I was like hey look everyone it's Malcolm X in the middle and it just threw the energy of the room it was so uncomfortable <laughs> Maddie's the only one laughing like hysterically yeah. and then the people that I was with comics aren't don't have tight asses right but even he the the, the guy was laughing I don't know his name but uh so um Malcolm, so that's a good line though yeah, I thought it was fun and so I see uh so then I go up to Maddie afterwards and I go. I go. I got really close to him. Like I was like, "Hey, I really like your stuff." And then every time I see him, he always introduced me. He's like, "This guy got right in my face and said he has shows." And I thought he was bullshitting me, but like, no, he's uh, he actually. Yeah. And I had he headlined this show. I've had put him on a couple shows. He's great. Well, it's good. I mean, when you meet someone who's like doing the right thing, you know, you, you're hustling. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast today, and they're like, "Yeah, if you're a comic and you don't have a podcast, it's like, I mean, everyone do your own thing." But yeah. we we kind of like joke around like oh another guy's got a podcast yeah. but that's that's we're in the we're in the business of uh communicating we're right. in the business of sharing sure. our points of view and and for this you know for my experiment and yours it's like it, no it's about bringing together people you know there's a huge audience out there that right. doesn't even today my i got the highest downloaded day today that's fucking great i love nice. checking it yeah it's all like who, today who was it who was who was the was it the one about feminism i just uh yeah i had my girlfriend on See? we recorded it yesterday morning you throw and those words in a fucking intro, <laughs> i know dude, game i over. know awesome. I, I no but it wasn't even that i think it was just i'm kind of hitting that algorithm now i've done it long enough people are listening uh i'll transition to this because we gotta get out of here yeah. so people listening uh, make sure, uh, if you haven't already rate and review this podcast, you go on your uh, iPhone, click sex, actually, uh, hit review, write a review and just write us a nice review. Let us yeah. know you're listening. I always appreciate it. And you're in your podcast discussing depression. Yeah. Casey Moran. It's on iTunes. Um, it's on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, it's got like a picture of a brain, like a talking brain. Give them a five star review guys. Please. And then in the notes, let them know you heard it over here at sex, actually. So we know that awesome. you guys are loyal. Share your love with, uh, Casey. And um, dude, we're already at an, uh, we're already uh, hitting the max time. We got to start your show. Yeah, yeah. But uh, come back anytime. We'll chat. Awesome. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan. And uh, yeah, man, I, I really enjoy doing this. Thank you. All right. See you next time. Bye, everybody.